Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. to be with y'all. Look at this. I have been working out. I can move this table a little bit. Miles, maybe next time to the front. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I love messing with Miles. It is so fun. Um, Anywho, it's a highlight of my trip here in Memphis is messing with the Dearman boys. That is really, really fun for me. Um, But hey, so honored, really and privileged that the Lord would allow me to be with you guys this this morning. And so all I want to do is I want to pray And I'm going to share what the Lord put on my heart, and then I'll get you guys out of here so you guys can go to Hattie B's, and I'm going to go get a salad because I work out, uh, kind of. So let me pray, and then we'll go ahead and jump into the Word of God. So Father, we just thank you. Lord, we invite your presence in this place. It's already here. Oh, but we need you. God, we need a word from God, not a word from man. And so we allow you to have your way this morning. Would you soften our hearts this morning? Whether it be our first time in church or we've grown up in church, God, would you just soften our hearts to receive a word from you. So we welcome you, we love you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name we all say amen and amen and amen. Well, hey, as I was praying for this message, uh, I have a tendency to like, I don't know about you, but I am like a, I shouldn't say perfectionist, so I'm going to say excellent okay like I like to do everything in excellence right it's not a word I get it but I was praying I was like Lord I just need you to like tell me everything like tell me exactly what you want to say tell me all the things that you want to do today and as I was praying and I was praying I mean like this whole week I felt like God gave me a sentence and I was like one sentence. I have 30 minutes that one sentence is going to be done in 15 seconds right but I felt nonetheless that the Lord just said just share this and I'm going to tell you how to go from there. And so I'm going to do just that. And, and I'm uh, just so honored, by the way, that the Lord would allow me to speak this morning. But hey, we've got youth launching. And, and I'm going to tie this up in this way. That God, I believe, is ready to use um, and raise up this next generation. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that just because it's a cool thing to say. But I genuinely believe that God wants to use a group of young people who are willing and yielded to the Lord. And as I was praying for y'all this morning, I felt like the Lord just said this, and and I'm going to say it to you, but he said this, that you sitting in this room this morning, you have a part to play. I know it doesn't make sense. But as we're talking about the next generation, and we're launching all Wednesday youth, which by the way, I, I think is not just something that we just look at and just clap and say, hey, so glad the youth got something. Can I tell you, God is doing something. And it's not just because we're bored and we're like, finally. No, he's doing something. And I believe God is saying, the people in this room, y'all have a part to play to see God move. And I've got a question for you that I felt like God wanted me to ask. And it's this. Are you playing your part? Are you playing your part? Are you playing it? And I'm not going to come here to... preach the message that maybe feels like, oh, I don't even want to eat. I just want to, Lord, I feel condemned because that's not it. But I want to read one scripture. 
And then we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead. So Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3. I want to read this. And you've got a part to play. What is your part? And are you playing your part? Here it is. Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3 says this. Arise. I love that. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Verse 2. Watch this. Arise, shine. For behold, a darkness, the darkness shall cover the earth. Watch. And deep darkness, the people. Notice the verbiage. But the Lord will arise over who? You. And his glory will be seen upon who? You. Verse 3. Look at this. I like this verse. The Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. And today I felt like the Lord said, Are you, what, what is our part? Right? As we're, as we're believing for a move of God to take place, I felt like the Lord said this to some of us today. It's time for one, for us to arise. It's time for us to arise. And I'm going to just be forward with y'all this morning if I step on a toe or two. Um, Pastor Tiffany has an email address, I think, that you can email, um, and then she'll just answer all your questions. It's tiffany.dearman at something, I don't know. Um, But I just want to be honest, and I just want to preach what God is putting on my heart, but I felt like the Lord said this, it's time for a rise, because some of us have been asleep, some of us have been complacent, some of us have um, allowed past disappointment and fear to not allow us to move in the things God has for us. And I feel like God is saying for us this morning that he has a part for you to play. That he has a part for all of us to play. That he's got a part for us to say, hey, God, I I don't want to just come to church and sit in church and do the thing. You know, Pastor Tiffany mentioned, and I'll share a little bit of my story, that when I was 16 years old, God radically impacted my life. That it wasn't just this, you know, it's so funny, I I played basketball, and I I hope I could still beat some of y'all, but I played basketball, and my parents, like, my dad especially, was probably one of the biggest champions of me in life, but especially in basketball. And I remember, I, I found myself in this place, and I was 16, and I came home from summer camp, and the Lord spoke this word to me, and he said, everything that you worked for, I need you to trust me to give it at the altar. And, and as cute as that sounds, try telling that to my dad, <laughs> right? No, seriously, it's like, oh, that's so great. Like, I'm so proud of you, Nicole, you did that. Can I tell you, it was like walking through a furnace. Like, I remember I told the Lord, I was like, God, my dad, there is no way you're telling me to give up basketball. And I remember the Lord just kind of put this on my heart, and, and it really went like this, do you trust me? And at 16, Jesus became more than a religion to me. He became a relationship. It wasn't just that I knew the word of God because it was the thing I grew up in. It was I encountered Jesus in a real way that it it moved me to do something for him. And today, when we encounter Jesus, and not just like, oh, I have to come to church, and I just have to do what I have to do, but when we encounter him in like a real way, you know what it does? It, it moves us to obedience. It moves us to actually take a step. See, we have a, always have a choice that we could either sit in church and play church and just do it because it, 
it's cool and it's the right thing to do. Or we can have this choice of saying, God, if you're really real and you are who you say you are and you are indeed the same God and you did all of these miracles, you could still do today. Then I'm going to take a step and I'm going to move in faith and I'm going to obey you and I'm going to watch what you want to do. And so as I was praying, this word arise just came up because I believe that God is, is tugging on the hearts of some people this morning saying, would you get up? Would you arise? Would you wake up from sleep? Would you wake up from sleep? Would you wake up from, from that religious, I, I just go to church and I just have to do it because I'm telling you, when you arise and you wake up and you step out into faith, you're going to encounter the miracles God has for you. In fact, can we leave up uh, Isaiah 60 verse 1? Just leave that. Because I just, I want to read this. Look what it says. Arise, shine, watch. For not mine, not just mine, not just the worship team's light, not just the pastor's light. No, watch, watch. Arise, shine, for look. For your light, for your light has come. For your light has come. You know what God is saying? You've got a light and I need you to arise because there are people who need what you have. There are people in this city, in your family, in your community that need what you have, not what I have. There are people that I I will never reach that you're going to reach. It's true. I'll never go to your school. I'll probably never go to your family gatherings unless you invite me and you have really good food. (laughs) I'll I'll never see your sphere of influence, but you will, but you will, and I remember at at 16, 17, the Lord put this burden on my heart, and he said, would you say yes to me so you could see a generation be saved? Would you say yes to me? Would you arise, Nicole? You know what I, I had to do? I had to get up from my seat and say yes to him. I had to get up and say, God, I'm I'm saying yes to you. I'm arising to you. I'm going to do what it is that you want me to do. I'm going to get up from sleep. And then the second thing I felt like the Lord said is to arise from complacency. From complacency. This is just how it is. This is just how we do things. This is just the ordinary way. You have no idea. You're from California. But this is just how we do. I'm telling you, I believe that if we just arise and we just wake up this morning and we're like, God, use me. I'll do it. Use me. I'm telling you, I believe we're going to see a move of God take place. You know, we hear it all the time, but we have this saying. uh, Pastor Tiffany mentioned that there's a group called Backyard Revival. And we just started meeting in 2020 during COVID. It's just that we're a group of young adults. And we met in my backyard every single Sunday, and we had this saying, and we still do, and this saying goes like this, what could God do with a group like ours? Like, what could God do with a group of young adults who are so far from experience, who have no idea what we're doing, but will yield ourselves to the Lord? What could he do? And I wonder what God can do with a church that says, I'm going to arise. I wonder what God can do to a church that says, you know what, I'm going to step out of the boat and I'm going to be obedient to what God is saying. 
I'm going to step out of the boat, and I'm going to wake up from complacency. I'm going to step out of the boat, and I'm going to wake up from my sleep. I'm going to step out of the boat, and God, you, if there's anybody in this room that I want you to use, God, it's me. It's me, but you know what it is? It's arise. You know what that word arise means? There needs to be movement. You ever heard someone saying, like, I remember my mom would always tell me, uh, she's Filipino, okay, um, and she's aggressive when she, like, tells me orders, right? Like, not orders. She's not, like, a dictator or anything. But, uh, but she would, like, you know, my mom. And so she would say, hey, can you go wash the dishes? And I would be like, yes, mom. And then, like, ten minutes later, the dishes weren't done. And she'd be like, she calls me Ata. She'd be like, Ata, I told you, wash the dishes. And I would go, mom, I'm doing it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I promise I'll do it. And then another, like, five minutes she'll go. And she'll be like, the dishes, you know? And I'm like, I'll do it, Right? And you know what she's looking for? She's actually looking for me to get up, right? To actually get up, walk to the sink, and start scrubbing those dishes. Can I tell you, that's how we are at church sometimes. God is like, hey, I want you to do something. And we're like, yes, God. Yes, God. And then the next Sunday comes, and God's like, hey, I need you to do something. And we're like, amen, God. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we don't, and then the next Sunday comes and God's like, hey, I'm looking for you to do something. In fact, some of us were like, God, use me. Use me. And then God's like, I want to use you. And we're like, ah, I don't know about that one. Right? You know what God is looking for when we come to him and we're like, hey, God, here I am. He's looking for a church to say, okay, I'm going to respond by getting up and doing what you're asking. I'm going to respond to you. I'm going to arise. And then notice this word, shine. I love that word. Arise, and then what? Shine. Arise, shine. Not arise, and then be timid. Because the second, or excuse me, the third thing I felt like the Lord said this morning in regards to these two words is it's time to arise and shine. Because some of us, we've been bound by fear. And then for some, disappointed from past failures. From past failures. Where, where you have sat here and you're saying, God, I, I've done that. But I feel like when I took that step of faith, I, I feel like you failed me. I feel like I tried, God. I feel like I took that step, and I feel like I missed, I, I, I missed it. And the fear of failing and the fear of being disappointed again has robbed us from arising and shining to the level that God has called us to do in this season. And this morning, oh, I, I just felt this thing from the Lord. Oh, that we would just open our hearts to say, God, would you just, would you highlight areas in my life? Would you show me how to, how to get up, how to arise, and how to shine? Watch, because this is what God is saying. For your light, look, it's come. It's here. It's here. You know what's so crazy is, is just while I have been here, I remember um, about a month ago, but right before I came here, I went to the doctors, right? And I just had to get my blood drawn just so that I could get everything out of the way before I came here. I was just doing my my yearly checkup, and I go and get my blood drawn, and, and the nurse who draws my blood, I have a tattoo on my, uh, on my arm, and it's BR, Backyard Revival, okay? 
And she was like, hey, what's that on your, on your arm? So like I told her, right? And you know, it's always like nerve wracking to tell somebody. So she's like, well, what does that mean? And I'm sitting and I'm like, I don't know. Should I tell her? Or should I just say, it's like, I love my backyard. I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> but I'm sitting there and she's drawing my blood and I'm like, I'll just tell her. And so I start telling her the story. And as she is drawing my blood, she is moved to tears. And can I tell you, I did not say anything incredible. I, I didn't say anything that should have made her and caused her to cry in this doctor's office. In fact, I'm like, you poke me, I should be crying. <laughs> you know, like, the role should be reversed here. But you know what I realized when I left? There's a hopeless world. And they're just looking for people. And I think sometimes we're so afraid. Like, I, I wonder if I share, like, maybe they'll turn me away or, or maybe they'll think I'm crazy or, or maybe they'll, they'll look at me like I'm weird. But I'm telling you, I wonder if you just open your mouth that you might just run into a person who is longing for the answer you carry, who is desperate for the thing you have. See, we come to church sometimes and we take this for granted. We take worshiping the Lord for granted. And I've just come to this place and I realized, Lord, if you can impact me and use me, then I, I want to be used by you. God, I want to be used by you. I want you to speak in my life, and I want you to use me in a way that you've never done it before in my life. I want to. Listen, I grew up in church. I did. Back at my home church, they had discipleship all the way down until you were in elementary school. I took every discipleship course, whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> My dad and mom made me. And I would sit, and I remember before going to, like, elementary school, we would have this, this little life journal, had a dog in front of it. And my dad would make me read my Bible and do the soap right before I went to school. And then he would give us money. Um, it was rock coins is what we called it. And he would make me tithe off of the coins I got from kids' church. I'm like, you're crazy. And he would take one coin if I had ten. Right? But I grew up in church. I did. I, I knew this. My very first scripture I memorized, I was five years old. It was Psalms 23. I had no choice. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Like, I know it. And I remember when I got about to about eighth grade, church became something I despised going to. I fell in love with basketball. I, I loved school and sports. I loved my friends. And the thought of going to church was like the most boringest thing in my whole entire mind. If I could be honest. I remember my mom and my dad would take me and our church back home was had a long walk from like the youth area to the adult area and I calculated seven minutes if I walked there and back seven minutes and my dad never liked to show up late he was like he's a dude who's like early is on time so he'd show up 15 minutes late I'm like what am I gonna do 15 minutes before youth service so I would walk one two three times perfect and I would show up a song late to service I would sit in the back, and I just would be like, this is so ridiculous. And I just did not like church when I was in eighth and ninth grade. And I found myself 
dealing with deep anxiety and deep panic attacks going into my sophomore year of high school. And I remember I sat in the second row of a church service, and, and this is where it got real for me. Because I encountered Jesus, to, and not just in a way that I heard about him throughout my whole entire life. I encountered him in a way that it became, watch, the words in this Bible were not just any more mere words to me. They were life. I started to read this word, and all of a sudden, it started to breathe life into my life. It started to speak something to me. And today, maybe you're a young person in here, and I just want to encourage someone in this room, listen, don't come to church to play church. There is more to God than just coming every single Sunday and reading just these black and white words. There is more to him than just this. I'm telling you, if you would press through, you would actually encounter a living God who it means what he says, and he wants to do something in your life, in your life. You know, Ephesians 2.10, it marked my life because it says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. For good works. I read that and here's what I recognize. God, you created me for good works in mind. I'm not meant to live in my anxiety. I'm not meant to live in my depression. I'm not meant to be bound by my fear the rest of my life. Can I tell you, when I encounter Jesus, I refuse to live in anxiety. No, I'm serious. And for some of us, it's like, I can't, is that even possible? Yeah. Because this became real. Listen, if we're going to be here and we're going to believe this, then let's believe God's word. Let's believe it. If we're going to come to church, let's take his word seriously. And I encountered him and I said, God, if this is you, then I want it. I want all of it. I want every single part of it. And can I tell you, so much of this right, has to do with what God has called you to do. He's got something for you. He's got something incredible for you. That church isn't just four walls and then we leave and that's it. No, it's who we are. Can I tell you the church is? Look to your left and to your right. That's the church. And then I I just want to come to this place and I encountered God and I said, Lord, I, I want to go after you. I want to go after you and And that's when it changed me. When what I heard about my whole entire life wasn't just words out of a book, but I encountered him. And this morning, what God is saying to us is a few things, but one in particular is, would we just not come and play church? Would we come and would we arise and would we step out and would we do what he's called us to do? I was driving this morning, and I'm from Anaheim, California, so Memphis was not on the radar at all. I didn't even know it was a place, to be honest with you. I knew Tennessee was, but I for sure did not know Memphis was. As I was driving, I just, I could see, like, just darkness cover, just cover. And as I was driving through the city and I saw darkness, I heard the whisper of God, and this is what he said to me, you have a choice. You could either sit and watch the darkness all around you, or you can open your mouth and proclaim what I'm asking you to proclaim. 
And I had this, I remember I was 16, and I had this revelation from the Lord. And let me tell you what it was. I was in bed. It's about 3 a.m., maybe 3.30, and I used to share a room with my sister at the time. And um, I got up, and I had to use the restroom. So I got up, and, and I walked to the restroom, but I didn't turn any lights on. Okay, no lights were on. I knew my room, and I knew where my restroom was. So I walked to the restroom. I used the restroom. I was done, washed my hands, got out of the restroom. And as I got out of my restroom, I stood by my light, right, And I was getting ready to go to my bed just to go to sleep. It's 3 a.m., right? And as soon as I go to my bed, I felt like I heard the Lord say, stop. So I was like, what? So I stopped. And then he told me to do this. This is the weirdest thing. He said, stare at your room. This is weird, but just follow me, okay? So I stared at my room, and I was like, this is so awkward. And then then he said, turn the light on. So I turned the light on. And as soon as I turned the light on, I saw everything. And then I heard him say, turn the light off. So I turned the light off, and he said, what do you see? And I said, I don't see anything. And then he said, start blinking. This is weird, I know. So I'm standing there praying my sister doesn't wake up, right? And it's like 3 a.m., and I just start blinking like this, right? And he's like, what do you see? And all of a sudden, I start to see my table. He's like, keep blinking. And I start to see my bed. And he's like, keep blinking. And all of a sudden, I could start to make out my room again. And as soon as I was done, he said, that's how so many people live their life. That their eyes have been so adjusted to darkness that they think it's normal. And as I was driving this morning, here's what I felt. That so many of us, our eyes are so adjusted to the darkness that we see that we okay the normal. That we, okay, well, this is just how it is. This is a city I've always grown up in. This is how my city always looks like. This is just how it's going to be. They stay in their area, and I stay in my area, and this is just how we do it. And we just blink, and we blink, and we don't realize we are adjusting our eyes to the darkness, and we're calling it normal. We're called, this is how life is. This is just normal. This is just what we do. This is just how I treat people. This is just how I do church. This is just how I live my life. And God is saying, quit adjusting your eyes to the darkness and telling us to open our eyes to the light. In fact, I want to read 1 Peter. Let me just read 1 Peter 2.9 to you. And this is what it says. I love this. But 1 Peter says this, and I'm going to speak it to the whole church. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, watch, that you may proclaim the praises who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, into his marvelous light, that we aren't meant to just be so conformed and used to the darkness that we see, but that we would arise and step out and say, my job is to proclaim his light in this dark city. My job is to arise and to proclaim his goodness in this city. That is my job. And for some of us, we're like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? You know, I I went to the airport, and I drove back from the airport by myself probably like two or three weeks ago. And believe it or not, I am not a singer. I'm not. I was in a belt out a song or two but you all would run, right? And as I was driving, I felt like the Lord said this, just start by singing over Memphis. Just sing. 
just sing. And thank the Lord no one was in my car. And with one hand on the wheel and my right hand out, I drove past the city and I just started to say how beautiful it was. And I just started to sing, Memphis, you're beautiful. And I just started to sing over this city. I wonder what you're proclaiming over your city. Now, for you high schoolers in here, I got got a heart for y'all. But God wants to use you. Your school is exactly where he wants to use you in. I wonder how many high schoolers in here would actually just say, Lord, I'll take that step of faith. I wish in high school I would have done something. I was so insecure in high school that I was just glad I got to church. Like, I was like, Lord, this is it, right? But I remember I've encountered so many high schoolers who would just take the step of faith and said, I'll I'll do something. And I've seen high schoolers reach and change and impact their school because of a simple yes, they said. Because of a simple yes. And this morning as I begin to wrap up, just quickly here. And I wonder, what is God, and this is the question, I'm going to tie it up. What's your part? What's your part? What's your part? Because, our, because we can't just sit here every week. And it could just be as simple as like, I'll, I'll sing a different song over Memphis. I'll sing it. I'll actually thank God over the community and thought, instead of complaining God about the community. I'll actually declare freedom over this city instead of telling them they belong in that place. I'll actually open up opportunities. No, what is, what's our part? Because we all have a part to play. And there is no condemnation. But I wonder, what is God speaking to us this morning to say, hey, this is what I want you to do? And like I asked our Backyard Revival team, I wonder what God can do with a church like this. If we would just go, God, all arise. I'll take my, you know, God's not asking for much. I, I realized this a long time ago. You know what he's really looking for? It's the heart of obedience. How do you want me to arise? Lord, in this, in this year of my life, in this season of my life, how does that look like for me? Because our stories and our seasons and all of our lives look different. But for some, I believe God is saying, take you know, we launched youth, and this is no homo for youth on Wednesday. But I bet you there's some mom and dads that should be a part of youth ministry. I bet you there's some mom and dads here to not just serve because y'all need help. No, because you've got a passion to see people in this generation reached for the Lord. I believe there's some of you in here that serving becomes not just, I just have to serve. But it is something that you do in obedience to what God is saying for you to do. I believe God is speaking to some of you in here and there's people in your workplace that is saying, the answer is you. The answer is you. You know my mom, and I'll end with this story. My mom is one of my heroes. She's a nurse at a hospital in California. And, and you can ask my sister. She'll send us text messages just occasionally. 
where she'll be sitting with a patient and she'll send us a text and she's like, just led my patient to the Lord. Just led her to the Lord. Or, or the, the latest one was she was with a patient and this patient was just giving everybody, all the other nurses, a hard time, right? Just, she was very anxious, very, like, rambunctious and loud. And my mom came in there and talked to her about the peace of God. And for the first night, while the whole time she was admitted to the hospital, she slept the whole entire night. And she came and she told us, and she was like, yeah, she accepted the Lord and she knows the Lord. And why am I sharing this? Because maybe your yes isn't necessarily here in the four walls of church. But maybe the yes God has for you is the people around you that he's saying, would you just take that step? Would you just be obedient to me? Would you just arise? Would you shine? Because there's a city that is longing for what you have. There's a broken city, and, and we could either sit here and be adjusted to the darkness, or we could say, God, open my eyes to see so that I could arise, so that I could do what you've called me to be. Would you open my eyes so that I could see the people and the community and the, and the neighborhoods that you want me to go to? God, would you even shake up my thinking? Would you shake up my pattern of life? Would you shake up the ways that I grew up in? Listen, I, I'm, I'm just asking you this morning, would you ask the Lord to just shake up even old mindsets? Because today God is just saying, I want to do something. I want to do something. And young people look at me, I learned this at 17. And this is a silly story, but I learned it at 17. I would watch all these young celebrities doing these crazy, they would be 14, 15, 16. I remember looking at them like, God, like, how come, like, they've got so, like, they've got so much limelight, and they're doing all of these things? I remember the Lord just said to me, I said, Nicole, you're not too young to follow me and do what I've called you to do. And at 16 and 17 years old, I made this choice. Like, I just made this choice. I don't care how young I am. I'm going to run after Jesus. Can I tell you, your high school years should not be the years where you try things out because everybody else tries things out. If you want to try something out, I'm telling you, taste and see how good he is. He'll satisfy you. He'll meet you. He'll give you what no party can give you. He'll give you what no drug can give you. He'll give you what no relationship can give you. He is that good. He is that good. He is that good. And I found myself and I said, I, I, I'll take a chance on you, God. I'll, I'll step out. I'll, I'll take that step and I'll look silly. I'll look crazy. People can talk about me, whatever they want to say about me. Listen, I don't, I don't, I, I don't have all the degrees in the world. I'm not the most educated person. I have not a lot of experience. But I said, God, I'll give you a yielded heart. If you're gonna get something from me, God, it's gonna be my obedience. I'll obey you and I'll follow you with everything I've got. And can I tell you, that is what God is looking for from you. God, what do you wanna do in me? And so as I pray and as I close service, with that same question I asked in the beginning, what's your part? Would you ask the Lord 
Lord, what's my part to play? What do I have to do? And would you allow him to speak to you this morning? So go ahead as I pray. Would you just close your eyes, bow your heads, and would you just, out of your own mouth, ask the Lord, Lord, what's my part to play? So, Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, we come to you, and we just ask you, God, what's our part? Father, what's my part to play in this city and in this community? Come on, ask him. Ask him, what's my part? Father, would you show us this morning our part? Would you show us the people we have to go to? Would you show us the communities that you're calling us to, God? Would you show us how to step out? Would you show us how to arise? Would you show us how to take that step of faith, God, today? Come on, if you're in this room and you're saying, God, I've got fear, I've got disappointment, I've got insecurities, would you just lay that before him this morning? Oh God, we come to you and we're asking, what is the part you want us to play? Oh, speak to us this morning, God. Speak to us this morning. Oh, speak to us. Come on, ask him, speak to me. Oh, you young people in here, ask him, God, what? What do, you, what do you want me to do? Little old me, what do you want me to do? God, would you speak to us? Would you show us, Father, how to arise, how to shine, and how to go after the community, the people groups that you have called us to? Lord, we love you this morning. Oh, I love you this morning, and we thank you. We thank you. Now, would you just say, would you just out of your own mouth tell the Lord, help me obey you. Father, would you help us obey you? Would you help us walk in obedience to what you're calling us to? Give us strength this, this week to arise. Give us strength this week to go after the things you've called us to. Lord, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, we all say amen and amen. Come on, can you clap it up for the Lord? this morning. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.